G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for same race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. The Expertise Panel. Brought to you by Dilma. <sighs> Do try it. It's 21 past 10 here on SENZ. Mornings with Ian Smith. No, Smithy, of course. Uh, he's on World Cup Judy Ricardo Ball in for you. And uh, joining us today on the Dilma Expertise Panel from News Hub is James Regan. G'day, James. Good morning, mate. And uh, from stuff.co.nz, Mark Hinton. G'day, Mark. Good morning, Rick. How are you? Yeah, good. Thank you, mate. Good. Thank you. Uh, of course, uh, this is the Dilma Expertise Panel. Dilma, do try it. Gentlemen, let's start uh, with news that Black Ferns coach Glenn Moore is set to stay. I know uh, the Wayne Smith has been added to the mix, and I think uh, Graham Henry might have some input as well. James, let's start with you. I know you guys at News Hub are being hot on this story. What do you make of the fact Moore is set to stay? I mean, from the outside looking in, is this, is this the rugby union not listening to the players? And, and not wanting to upset the apple cart ahead of the World Cup? Yeah, it's an interesting one, this one, isn't it? Ollie Ritchie uh, putting this out last night that Glenn Moore said to stay. I, without obviously knowing what went on uh, in that culture review, you'd assume they would have spoken to the players about who they wanted and what kind of coach they wanted, and maybe that's where Wayne Smith comes into the equation, a bit more experience and just a, a different voice to add to the mix, but Glenmore, yes, that stay. It's hard because there's a World Cup just around the corner, so they wouldn't want too much change going into that. Obviously, a home World Cup as well. Um, but if, if that's what everyone wants, and I guess that's the the conclusion that we're waiting to see from this review, then then that's um, that's the way they've chosen. And I guess the players would have had some say. You'd you'd, you'd like to think anyway. Yeah, you would. I mean, Mark, your take on this? Because, I mean, I know Wayne Smith is, you know, widely regarded. He's a very respected coach uh, and analyst and things as well. But, I mean, if the the stories that we heard, you know, about what the issues potentially were with Glenn Moore from some of the players, is chucking another bloke in the mix the fix here? Or do we need another female voice maybe in that management structure? Yeah, look, just talking to the Wayne Smith appointment first, um, Rick, um, there is a tinge of tokenism and male privilege about it, absolutely. And that's no offence to Wayne Smith. We all know what a brilliant operator he is. But this is the Black Ferns, you know. Uh, yeah, was, was, is there not, you know, a strong, um, viable voice and, and, and rugby brain, you know, amongst, I guess, the women's game that they could not have added? Possibly not, but, you know... What about a Melody Robinson? What about um, you know some of the great players that have played in that in that team in the past? Surely you know there was someone they could have added to add that little bit of extra. But I guess you know they've gone with Wayne Smith, and we all know what a what a astute rugby mind he is. But will he make a difference? Is is tactics? Is um, kind of um, I guess X's and O's? What's what, what's wrong with the Black Ferns? Looking at their results on tour last year, they were absolutely wiped off the park by. England and France, it doesn't appear so. It appears they just have talent problems. They just have, I guess, form issues. They just need to be better. Um, and, you know, is Wayne Smith a fix all there? I'm not so sure. In terms of the review, Rick, you have to think um, 
you have to think, and, and this is not to preempt um, the findings, which will be out, I understand, this week. Uh, you have to think that they haven't found a, a real widespread cultural issues here because otherwise they couldn't have reappointed him. Um, and it would appear that the, the hooker, uh, Tikura Nata, out of, out of Namate, excuse me if I butcher their name, um, um, you have to think that possibly she was a lone voice or, or, or part of a very small minority. Otherwise, I don't see how they could have reappointed reappointed Glearmore with any, any confidence. So so we'll find that out sooner rather than later. But um, his reappointment, and well done by uh, to Ollie Ritchie at News Hub for, for breaking that news first, although it, it was reasonably predictable. Um, um, the, reappoint, the reappointment indicates that, that you know, that there isn't widespread issues there and, and they're, they're happy to box on, albeit with the addition of a, of a former all-black coaching genius. Yeah, well, I mean, that seems to be the way it's said. I mean, I... I <laughs> James, I'm not sure what you think about this, but I look at you know what they, they need to do to bridge the gap with England and France that we saw at the end of last year, is have our top women playing more often against better opposition. Um, and I don't think that Super Alpeki running for two and a half weeks is the answer. Yeah, that, that's another tough one as well because Alpeki certainly gave us a glimpse into the future, but there's no doubt that, that more talent and a bigger depth of talent. Um, is needed. Obviously, it was hard because of COVID this year and the games that were on were really good. Um, but does that help the Black Ferns, which is what we ultimately want to see happen? I'm not sure. Uh, maybe players do need to go overseas and get a bit of a taste of, um, of what, you know, in the Northern Hemisphere, as we say, France and England really dominant last year. So, yeah, I, I don't think there's a quick fix. I think um, that's probably something we can all agree on. It's going to take a few years to to really lift the women's game. And Opeki's a great start, but yeah, there's probably a lot more um, work that needs to be done uh, in that area. Yeah, definitely. Uh, now, Mark, uh, talking about coaches, um, I'll tell you, somebody who's shuffled off very quietly uh, is Bob Carter, hasn't he? Um, now, I like Bob. He's a great guy. He's good to talk cricket with. He's always happy to talk cricket. Uh, so nothing personal here, but... I just find it unbelievable that a guy who's uh, overseen what's been a bit of a disaster of a World Cup campaign for the White Ferns has then been able to shuffle straight off without fronting uh, into a high-performance role again. I mean, how can you be a high-performance director of a national sport like cricket when you've shown that on the international stage you're unable to perform at the highest level? Yeah, one of the big disappointments of the sporting year so far absolutely has been the failure of the White Ferns at their home. Cricket World Cup. I mean, really disappointing. Uh, you know, they didn't. They didn't really offer much resistance, did they? And you got to look. You know, we're talking about culpability of coaches in a review that went on into um, Glenn Moore's situation. Well, New Zealand cricket surely has to look at what's going on in the White Sands. Um, and you know, I've heard some of the excuses trotted out, um, but really, they just didn't front. Um, and and you know, you got to look into why that that was. Um, why the players, you know, weren't up to it. The big matches, they kind of shrunk. Um, so, you know, there, there really should be a review. There really needs to be questions asked. And, yeah, you have to wonder um, about um, people, I guess, kind of uh, paying with their, with their jobs, I guess, for a, a massive um, underperformance like that. But, you know, um, you can't always blame the coach, Rick. It's not always his fault, you know. Uh, um, the system, that, you know, that has it developed the talent well enough? Um, were our players just not good enough? I mean, there's a lot of questions to be asked around the, the White Sands, but it was very disappointing, and, and, and we're seeing, in contrast, just the pure and utter dominance and class of the Australian women. What a fabulous team they are. 
and they are uh, one game away from completing one of the uh, most dominant you know World Cup victories I've seen in any sport. So um, we'll see how that plays out. But in contrast to the to what happened, what's happened with the White Ferns, you have to admire the Australian women's cricketers. What a fabulous unit. Yeah, they're a great unit, all right. Uh, James, on, on Bob, I mean, uh, and, and that White Fern situation, uh, where are you? Because, I mean, everything that I've heard from people that have worked with him is that he's great to work with, but he's he's a guy that'll, you know, sort of give you throwdowns in the nets and every good one you hit, he'll tell you how great it is and every one you miss, he won't say anything. So, I mean, you know, some people are great number twos and not necessarily great number ones. And there are also some question marks about the selection of of this team. You know, we've got somebody like Rachel Priest, of course, opening the batting and captaining Hobart Hurricanes over in in Aussie, hitting tons. Uh, They they didn't want her. And Lee Kasperick, who's our our top wicket-taker domestically leading into this tournament, didn't get selected for personality reasons, apparently. Um, there has to be more question marks. New Zealand cricket seem to have just chucked their head under the bed and don't want to talk about it. Yeah, and that's the thing. You, you kind of rattle off a few there just um, just then, but there are so many questions about um, both the team and I guess the setup as a whole. I think in terms of Bob Carter staying on, it, it'll probably be valuable to have him stick around and because he obviously knows the players. He'll know, um, I guess, how, how people tick and all of that, but Going forward, yeah, they've got to bring someone in who's just gonna, who's probably going to rattle a few cages, um, both within the team and I guess at New Zealand cricket in terms of how this White Ferns team is going to progress. Because there's no doubt at all that they've got the talent and they've got the potential. They just haven't been able to put it together um, in this World Cup, which has been great. Um, a lot of the games, you know, have been amazing to watch. But Mark mentioned there the golfing class between Australia. Maybe we need to have a look at what Australia are doing and how they're running things because. That's the only way um, that these guys are going to get better is just to look at the best of the world. And at the moment, that is that is quite clearly Australia. So whether that means Bob Carter stays or goes uh, in the long term, I'm not sure. I think it will be good to have him stick around for a wee while. But they've got to bring someone in who's who's not afraid to, to make some changes. I think that's the first, the first place they've got to start, just bringing the right person in. Um, I think they need a female influence there as well. Brian Stronach, uh, New Zealand cricket, has said that. Um, it's probably the same for the Blackburns that there needs to be some kind of female influence in these teams um, because it is, it is different. It's a different kind of environment and to have that voice, I think, is, is going to be hugely valuable. But, yeah, as Mark said, hats off to Australia because they've just been, they've been outstanding. This is the Dilmar Expertise panel on Mornings with Ian Smith on SENZ. Coming up, time for news and sport. Both uh, James Regan and Mark Hinton will be back with us after Araha Hathaway has the latest in news and sport. Expertise panel brought to you by Dilma. Do try it. You're on SENZ. It is mornings with Ian Smith. Ricardo Ball in for Smithy. 26 away from 11. Dilma celebrating 30 years of tea in New Zealand. And uh, gentlemen, we should talk the Warriors. Um, now, uh, the NRL. Should the NRL reward the Warriors in 2023 with all games being played in New Zealand? So the Warriors host their games at Mount Smart and all the other clubs, the Tigers, the Raiders, the Seagulls, etc., play their home games in other centres around New Zealand. Mark, what do you think of this idea that Cameron George has floated? Um, yeah, and it applies to the New Zealand Breakers as well, and it has been um, one that has been espoused in NBL circles as well. I don't buy it. Look, these are uh, 
one side of the coin, you can see it makes sense and it would be a, a great PR move and a great um, gesture for both the Warriors and the Breakers, um, um, given the two years uh, they've just come off. Uh, absolutely incredible uh, load on those guys and, and, and it would be just reward. But in effect, you're punishing the rest of the league and I just don't see the clubs um, basically copying, uh, <laughs> copying that. Um, I know it's not, it's only sort of one away game, that be, uh, one home game they'd be giving up each, but uh, you know, you're costing them a home gate. They'd have to find a way to recompense them. There's a, there's a lot of hurdles to get over. It would be a great PR gesture, but I don't. I, I kind of don't see it happening, and I don't really think it need. It has to happen. Um, uh, you know, these have just been a, a unbelievable times. A New Zealand team playing in the Australian league—it's just something they've had to cop. Um, so yeah, great PR gesture, Rick. But I, I don't see it happening. I really don't. But uh, it would be great if it did. Well, I'm, I'm thinking about it. I'm looking at it, James, and saying, well, you could go to Wellington, you could go to Christchurch, you could go to Dunedin, Rotorua, Toronga, uh, Whangarei, Hamilton uh, could all host games. Palmy could host a game probably as well. And those teams, those are their home games, right? So they do get those gates. There will be associated costs. I don't know if the NRL would offset those or not. But what's your take on it? Is it doable? Or do you think it's uh, pie-in-the-sky type stuff? Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely on the fence too. I think something has to be given to the Warriors, no doubt, for what they've done over the past couple of years. I think there'd be a bit of concern about whether it would financially make sense. For example, if you take a Melbourne Storm against Warriors game to uh, to Whangarei, it's not going to turn out the same revenue as it does at Amy Park. Um, you know, so in terms of the wider game in rugby league in New Zealand, I think definitely bring the Kangaroos over next year. You know, make it a triple header with Tonga and, and get get Mount Smart packed out, and because they've they've missed that too, the Kiwis. So, in terms of the Warriors, I, I don't think it's doable, but I think something definitely has to happen because team, teams aren't going to want to give up their their home games realistically, are they? As Mark says, so something has to happen. Whether that's all games in New Zealand, yeah, I'm I'm not quite convinced yeah although something has to happen here's here's an idea for you mark i don't see what you think of this uh, everything that, that well i was going to say everything that i've done but actually it's everything that logan's done um uh, suggests that brisbane uh, their last um magic round uh game contract is this year um so what about a magic round at eden park or sky stadium do you think that would float and, and would that offset some of it Yes, absolutely. I think I think that's a more workable prospect than um, you know. You basically you're talking about saturating a market as well. You know, would there be enough interest to, to for basically the Warriors to to you know fill stadiums in New Zealand every single week or go you know generate the crowds they need to to pay the bills sort of thing. Um, yeah, yeah, I'd like that. I like that idea. I think something like that that's a, kind of a bit of a one-off, a money spinner. Um, you know, both the Breakers and the Warriors, I'm sure, have been recompensed by um, their various governments and national bodies for the last two years. There's no doubt about that. Otherwise, that they wouldn't be still standing. But, you know, they, they deserve something like that. They deserve a shot in the arm, uh, a boost to their coffers, whatever you want to call it. So, yeah, I think that's more workable than, than playing an entire season at home um, on, on many levels, as we've discussed here. Yep. Yeah. Yep.
Do yeah. something like a magic round. That works. That works indeed. All right. And gentlemen, before we let you go, of course, All Whites 5, Solomon Islands nil this morning means that in June, the All Whites play Costa Rica for a place at Qatar 2022. James, uh, predictions for that game? Yeah, I'm going to go all in uh, on the All Whites here. I think they've been great. Um, going back to the Olympics where they they certainly started to look like they were building something and then into these games as well, they just looked They've looked good, and in the difficult games they've won as well. Um, that one 0 win against Tahiti was brutal, <laughs> brutal watch um, for everyone. But they they've done it, and they they've shown they can do it in knockout football. So yeah, they can absolutely do it. Yeah, Mark, your thoughts? Well, I hate to be the voice of reason or the unpopular um, opinion, but um, I think Costa Rica walk in. Uh, you look at who they've just come come off playing. El Salvador, they beat Canada one 0 Jamaica. Uh, scoreless draw with Mexico, 2-1 they beat Honduras, Panama they won, 2-1 lost to the USA, very good team. You know, they're playing quality internationals. New Zealand beat Tahiti 1-0, we beat Papua New Guinea 1-0. This is an atrociously weak pool they've had to come out of in Oceania. I know that's not their fault, Rick, but they just haven't been tested at all and they should absolutely have cakewalked this uh, qualifying zone and and they they haven't been that convincing, although... You know, five nil in the final was a good result, and seven one over New Caledonia, I guess, goes down as a good result. But uh, um, just in terms of preparation, in terms of who they've, you know, who they've come up against, uh, Costa Rica look a, a million miles ahead of the All Whites, and I know it's a one-off game, and, and I'll be cheering for the All Whites as much as anyone else. But the reality is, this is a team that's been to the World Cup five times, five times out of Central America zone. That they aren't easy beats by any stretch. They're a quality football team, and the All Whites are going to have to come up with something they haven't shown yet, and that's world class football. Yeah, all right. Good stuff, gentlemen. Thanks very much for your input on the uh, Dilma expertise uh, panel today. Really appreciate it. Go well, and uh, have a great weekend. Cheers, Thanks, mate. Thanks, Mark. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91.